Hello, all my fellow travelers on the Hot Mess Express. It is time for another installment of Life's a Drag. Yay! Straighten up your wig, tighten that corset, and let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time, the entire web becomes listenable, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They have podcasts as well. You can find our podcast there. They even have digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. You can get one month free of the premium subscription by using my code PUP2022. Thanks, Newsly, for sponsoring this episode. Guys, I am here with the fabulous Venus NV. Thank you so much for me today. Happy Juneteenth. Um, happy Father's Day to everybody listening that's a father or has acted as a father, has raised their child. Uh, we love you and we send props out to everybody. Venus, I want to talk about you first off. And then I have some, you know, the hard pressing questions for you. Tell me about you. I know that you are... In Orlando, you perform in Orlando at the clubs. Are you a Central Florida human? Have you been here your whole entire life? Um, so I've not been here my whole life. I was born in Staten Island, New York, and yeah. then I was raised in Howell, New Jersey. And then my family actually moved to South Florida when I was like 13. I stayed there till after high school. And then I only moved to Orlando when I was 18 for college. And I just kind of never left. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Are you, are you a UCF grad or? Yep, I am a two-time UCF graduate. Nice. Well, congratulations on that. My son is at uh, UCF now. And it's so funny, the people I talk to, they can be from California. You know, they grew up in, in Staten Island or, and they're like, go Knights. And I'm like, oh my God. It, it seems like sometimes you don't think that other people can be where you're from. I, I, you know, if that makes sense. It's yeah. like, oh, you I went there. It was the largest university in the United States. I don't know if it still is, but I know a lot of people go there from other other places. Right. And it's not because it's a bad school and it's like, oh, it's easier to get into. It's a good school. They've got a really good engineering program. We're not going to talk about UCF the whole time. But right. I mean, and you so you came for college. That was going to be what was what I was going to ask, because Orlando's got a lot of clubs, a lot of drag venues. Is that a reason that you stayed or you just love the area? So honestly, not only is that a reason I stayed, but it's part of the reason I chose UCF over some of the other schools I got into because although I did apply for schools like UF and FSU, I was like, do I really want to live in this city for four to eight years and the only ones I answered yes to that question for were Orlando and Miami and it was between those two and UCF had a better um, program for what I wanted to major in. So take us into drag when did you fall in love with that art form? Um, I'm not actually sure how old I was when I first found out about drag I was definitely like somewhere between the ages of like 14 to 16 so 
definitely too young to like go to clubs and experience drag firsthand. And also I'm dating myself, but this was before Drag Race was on the air. So um, I'm actually not sure how I first found out about it, but I just remember um, being obsessed with any kind of media that featured drag. Like I loved Party Monster, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Head Big in the Angry Inch, and it just kind of like went on. Right. To Wong Fu. I mean, yeah. It's so funny. You don't, you don't want to date yourself. I'm going to date myself because I was a grown up when I realized a young adult, uh, let me not be like, Oh, you know, boomer, but no, I remember and being in Orlando, I'm sure you've heard of the place. We went to parliament house. Oh, I've been to parliament. (laughs) And that was the first show I ever went to. And so I kind of got it in my head that that's what it was. I didn't realize there's other, there's pageants. There's comedy queens, there's dance queens, there's lip sync assassins. I only heard about Drag Race last year. Wow, really? Yes. How did I? Well, I don't have cable. So (laughs) that's it. And I knew, I knew more about the drag culture by then. And I still, at my advanced age, did not know that anybody other than men did it. I knew that not everybody that does drag is a homosexual man. I knew that. (laughs) But I don't think a lot of people realize there's male, female, there's uh, NB, there's trans, there's straight guys that do it. Maddie Morphus, right? Oh my God. Hilarious. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you because there is a misconception. And then you just said something a second ago, you were 14 to 16, but not going to shows. Nobody's taking children to drag shows. Um, There were some kids at the show I performed at today because it's a market. So it's all ages. I love when kids come out to the shows, but there's definitely a difference Mm -hmm. between me performing at Bizarre Botanica and me performing at Southern Nights. It's going to be two different shows. I'm sorry. I should, I should clarify. Yes. Nobody's taking kids to adult themed drag show. People are being so stupid. We're not going to get into it, but people are being so stupid as if we're taking handing them a dildo to play with while mommy and daddy get drunk or mommy and mommy or daddy and daddy, whoever gets drunk to watch a show. That's not happening people, but like you said, a time and a place. It's like, I don't think I'd necessarily take a young child to a thrash metal concert, right? If it was at the local park and it was an open venue and there was a bunch of families there, listen to the thrash metal all you want. It's not going to hurt you. It's time and place. And the people are just being stupid. But Drag is appropriate for kids as long as the venue is appropriate for kids. Nobody should be bringing children into nightclubs. In fact, even if you did they're not going to get in they're 18 to 21 plus but no drag queen is out there doing like some over sexualized number for a bunch of kids at drag queen story hour despite what the right may have you i mean yes absolutely you want to complain about drag queens having story time at the library i don't see your ass out there doing it if you're so concerned about the children and and reading is fundamental and all that where were you you were on the internet bitching about it yeah crazy. So you got into it. You're still young, but you got into it kind of young and you stayed in the area because you were like, this is a pretty cool town. As we said, lots of clubs, lots of venues to perform at. And it says you're a self-taught makeup artist, which is amazing because like I said, you're stunning. You do yourself up, you get your, your wig on your costume. You walk in the door the first time. Are you terrified? Are you just ready to, to do it? Or are you just like, <laughs> my God, what am I doing? So I discovered drag when I was really, really young. I did not know women could do drag until years 
later. So by the time I actually started doing drag myself, I was 23. I had already been going out to the clubs and seeing the shows and tipping the queens, helping them backstage, working at the clubs, selling shots and running the VIP tables for five years. So by the time I started doing drag, I felt very comfortable in those venues with those people. And I was very well accepted because everyone knew me and I had already established myself as part of this scene. So I definitely did not feel like an outsider. There weren't really too many other girls doing drag. There were a couple here and there, um, but nobody was kind of like, what the hell? Who is she? They were all kind of like, oh, that makes sense. We all know she knows how to paint. We all know she can back up dance. That's fine. Right. And I can just imagine if you went into a, a club that didn't know you, they'd be like, my God, her skills, <laughs> her tech. You times where like, I'll be in the back and like, I'll be hanging out with queens back there. We'll be chatting, having a great time. And then I'll go to change in front of them. And then they'll be like, you're a woman. You're a cisgender woman. And I'm like, yeah. And they're always like, oh, I just thought you were a beautiful transgender woman. I thought you started transitioning at five. Oh, it's kind of a great compliment. Oh, it's a great compliment. Anytime anybody mistakes me for a trans woman, I'm like, I wish that someday I could be that beautiful. <laughs> oh my god I mean there's so many we could go on and on there's so many stunning ones like Carrie Colby just to name one off the top of my head stunning that's what I think I love that you said it because that's what I think a lot of people and people with good intentions rather than bad intentions still don't understand it all and that's why I love that talk about drag race I love that they stopped saying things like um may the best woman win it's the best drag queen because it could be anybody it could be someone who doesn't identify one way or another, which is great. Yeah. So. I find it a little odd that they implemented that after Gottmik got on because like Gottmik's the man doing drag, just like everyone else in all the previous seasons have been a man doing drag. But you raised a great point. I think because they've had so many at this point, non-binary contestants and non-binary winners. I love that they used drag queen, which can just be like a gender neutral term. Right. And everybody can do it. I mean, that's what's great. Like me, I love to think I put on a lot of makeup to look like I don't have makeup on <laughs> because, you know, I've got mature skin. I've got that Florida girl sun damage. We laid out with baby oil skin. But I love the fact that with a little tiny bit of skill watching a really good tutorial, I could do myself up and walk in the door. I'd be terrified. I'd probably be, you know, peeing my pants. But I could. I'm allowed. And it just like goes to show how welcoming that culture can be, how welcoming drag culture can be. It's like, oh, you're a woman in your 40s. Come on in. You look great. Or you look a hot mess. Get on the stage. You know, either way. But Even if you look a hot mess, they'll still be nice to you. All drag is valid. <laughs> That's right. All drag is valid. And it's funny you brought up Got Mick because trans man dressing and drag to appear female. I think maybe the producers of the show were like, how, what, what is the best, what is the best way we can phrase this so we don't offend anybody that might be in that same situation? And I think they did. I think it was a good idea. And I love that. I don't know if you're watching All Stars 7. I finally am caught up on it. Yes. <laughs> when uh, Jinx was being Judy Garland and then Trinity goes, they, <laughs> they changed it to drag queens. I fell out because it was just, it was just so poignant and so funny because from when Jinx won to now, it's like a lot has changed and it's pretty cool, I think. Let's get to the hard hitting question. 
we are in Florida. Yeah. Mama, what can we do about makeup and sweating? Because I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I need secrets. I need tricks. Okay. Well, I wear a full face of makeup every day, whether I'm wearing this much makeup or not. I don't have eyebrows anymore. I shaved them off. I have to do makeup every day. And one thing that I do, which is this healthy to do, I don't know, but I like to take my deodorant and after I put it on as normal, I also put deodorant around my hairline because the main thing that's going to mess up your drag queen makeup um, or anyone's makeup, if you're wearing heavy makeup, is if you sweat from your hairline and it drips through your eye, that is like the number one worst nightmare of like every drag queen and of every girl who draws on their eyebrows of every boy who dries on their eyebrows of every they them who draws on their eyebrows um because it just drips so i i do deodorant around the hairline i do deodorant on the upper lip i do deodorant on the back of the neck and i do deodorant where you're supposed to wear it um <laughs> so that's probably like my main like weird tip or whatever um the other one i don't do this one but I've seen a lot of other drag queens do it. They set their face with hairspray, like heavy duty setting spray, but like just hairspray. And like I said, I don't really do that one. I've had pretty good luck just setting my face with airspun Cody powder, like most other drag queens and older women do. But uh, if it works, it works. It's so funny. I heard someone reference using hairspray and I'm like, I did that when I was a poor middle schooler. <laughs> I didn't know it had to be a thing, but I mean, it's kind of, that's what it is. Yeah. We definitely have to have like a whole makeup theme talk one of these days because I'm trying and I'm trying and I can't do my eyes to save my life. Do you know how many eyeshadow palettes I have that are brand new and yours are stunning. And I love, you said you, um, you shaved your eyebrows. Recently shaved them off. <laughs> it just for ease of, um, for ease of getting in drag quicker and also because despite my repeated efforts to grow them back after the overplucking craze of the early 2000s, I just had to acknowledge they're never going to come back. They're never going to look the same. They're always going to be asymmetrical. If I <laughs> shave them off, the brows that I draw on day to day will look so much better than if I try to save these tiny little stubs that are left. <laughs> Oh my God. If you didn't have pencil thin brows in the early twos, forget about it. You had to have your little choker, your pencil thin brows, your little butterfly clips. So if you start your day off full face, even just normal going to target full face, right? Do you have to reapply through the day? Or do you just kind of reset it? Um, so a lot of the time, if I'm doing like a full face of like non-drag makeup, I usually get ready for work around like maybe seven in the morning. And then I'll get home from work around like five. I work like a regular like nine to five. So once I get home, I usually just have to kind of like reapply some powder and reapply the lipstick. And that's about it. Um, for the most part, it stays pretty well. I kind of like to do like a little day tonight. like. If I'm going out that night, you know, I'll thicken up the liner, I'll throw on a false lash, I'll add like a little bit more heavy contour and highlight, you know, but that's how I do it. You said you got your nine to five. Isn't that how it is to be an artist or a creative? We can't just do, we can't just live off doing what we love. And unfortunately, it's so sad, but true. So many yep. people are authors and they work at, you know, an office or they're drag queens and they work, you know, it's like, it's not fair. I feel like we should be able to enjoy our creative outlets 
like could I support myself completely on drag maybe but I would like just barely be right. scraping by and I don't want to live like that I like to be self-sufficient I like to like not have to budget I like to be able to go to Walmart and impulsively buy like three Monster High dolls like yeah <laughs> Monster High. Oh my God. I don't remember her name, but I'm sure you've seen her on Instagram. I want to say her name is Hannah something. She's been doing Monster High makeup. I'm an, I'm obsessed. I love her. I love um, Claudina. Of course. Well, like the name of like a Monster High character too, but she does the Monster High character like cosplay looks as well. And she's so good. I thought you meant the character, but I'm now I'm going to look at Tina and I'm going to watch her stuff. I was going to say my favorite's Frankie, followed by Liz. My favorite is Frankie also. <laughs> So what, if people come out to Orlando, where they, where can they go? Where can they come to see you? So Orlando's like big main number one nightclub is Southern Night, which was actually my first nightclub. But back when I used to go, it was called Revolution. Um, but Southern Nights is pretty much the place to be. Thursday's their college night. Friday and Saturday are like their bigger nights. Um, Saturday is Orlando's, I believe, only lesbian night, which is really awesome. Tuesdays is my personal favorite night of the week and I know that that's like really odd but Southern Nights does um the Twisted Tuesday talent show and they also have creature feature so it's like the alternative drag show followed by like the variety hour drag show which is a really good opportunity for anyone in Orlando looking to start drag so pretty much if I go out during the week I, I'm more of like a Tuesday Thursday kind of girl I'm, I'm not really like to go out when it's like super crowded or super packed um, but other than Southern Nights, we do have um, drag brunches on Sundays. There is the Broadway brunch at Hamburger Mary's, or there is the drag uh, drag divas and dining, divas and dining, I think it is, um, at Estefan's Kitchen. I should know the name of it. I work there pretty often. Um, but yeah, you can catch me at Estefan's Kitchen usually once a month. Um, Bazaar Botanica Markets, is, it's like an open to everyone, all ages art market, that's once a month. I do, let's see, I do Southern occasionally, I do mangoes occasionally. I kind of just pop up wherever. I'm not on a cast anywhere. Unfortunately, we've lost a lot of our gay venues, so we really just have Southern and Savoy, and that's, that's really it. Um, some other places have like maybe a gay night thrown in with their regular lineup, but no, Southern Nights would probably be the number one place to go out. Parliament House should be reopening soon. <laughs> I think um, people outside of Orlando, if they had to like try to name a club, well, at Unfortunately, sadly, everybody knows about Pulse and Parliament House <laughs> because Parliament House, ooh. Yeah, ooh. that was not a club. That was a full resort. <laughs> yeah, that was a lifestyle <laughs> for the weekend. Yeah, so I'm glad you named all of these local. And I didn't know that there was a Hamburger Mary's over there, so I'm excited. Yeah, there's one downtown. And actually, um, I don't think it's across from Hamburger Mary's. I think it might be on the other next street over. Um, Cocktails and Screams, while not a queer venue, does horror movie bingo every Sunday night. Um, usually it's with Tora Hyman, but if she's ever out of town, I fill in. I love that place. The atmosphere, the decor, the drinks is all just like so aesthetic and so on point. So if you are a horror fan, definitely check out Cocktails and Screams. We had two in this area. One burned down accidentally. But we have a really, really nice one. Um, a friend of mine opened up called the Twisted Rooster and we're getting, well, not we, I don't, I don't get anything from it, but they are getting some kind of big names. Like Trinity was there. Uh, Roxy Andrews was there like a month ago. I'm excited to see if we can get more people, more queens over here. I mean, Milford's not too far away. 
Mm-hmm. It's like an hour-ish. He actually built it, not built it, he opened it shortly after Pulse. And it just, the, the town needed something. The, the, the other one had burnt down. Yeah. It's, so, and it's, it's nice that like on a Friday night or a Saturday night or a Tuesday night, if you're in Orlando, you can go and you can get a show. You can have a drink if you drink. You can have a soda if you don't. You can leave the kids at home because it's an adult venue and have a good time. You can sing along. You can tip your queens or your kings because there's kings as well. I don't know that people always know that. We had a great one. Actually, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if they're still performing, but they went by the name Spiky Dikey. I know them. Uh, they were actually, I think, the first drag king I ever saw in my life. And I was so like, I was so like impressed with just like the level of artistry and the level of transformation. And I still am like to this day, I think Spiky still performs. They moved away. I saw them when I was young. So I'm imagining that they might be. Yeah, they, there's a reason that I'm pan and they're a big part of it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they, um, they did a performance as Adam Lambert, I think it was. Always a good choice for the Kings. (laughs) I was in love. I was in, I was head over heels. And I think another one is like Landon Cider and they are out there. Kings and Queens and all shapes, forms, colors, religious affiliations, everybody, everybody's welcome. Yeah. I love it. Lady Maga. She's not welcome. Everyone else is Lady Maga. I don't think she even still does drag. I don't know why we haven't given her a shout out, but everyone's welcome, but her. (laughs) I'm going to look her up so I can block her. (laughs) If you had to choose, and it can be anyone, if you had to choose your favorite performer. This is a tough one. Um, I can narrow it down primarily to two. And those two are Eva Destruction, who was just like, she is not even was, she is my favorite drag entertainer to watch. Like she just has this like, passion where you can just like tell that she loves what she does so much and it's so like infectious and she's so talented um and also her mug was a huge like inspiration for me when I started like the way that I do my nose like Mm -hmm. is literally just like copy paste from Eva Destruction um and then the other one that I would narrow it down to is Axel Andrews speaking of kings um and the reason Axel is one of my favorites, in addition to obviously just being a great performer, is that he's so different. Like, he performs that, like, alternative emo music that we all listened to in middle school and never really stopped listening to, and you just never really see people doing that, and that's one thing I really love about him. In addition to the fact that he is a man with a male drag persona, and he was the first like male entertainer, I almost said male drag queen, uh, drag king. <laughs> I don't know if he actually identifies, like self-identifies as the drag king, but I've always called him a drag king and he's always been okay with it. But seeing him perform, cause he's one of the first entertainers I ever saw perform. It really just kind of showed me that drag can be so many different things and that the gender of the person underneath the drag does not matter when compared to the gender of the character. And that's really something that helped me realize that I could pursue drag myself as a woman with a feminine drag persona. Um, And I'm really happy to call Axel my drag dad. Well, that's so sweet. I was going to ask, sometimes performers don't, they keep their, their drag tree quiet 
And then other people are like, this is my drag mother. This is my drag father. So I love that you said that. That's awesome. My drag tree is like that phrase that people use when there's like incest in their family. Like my family tree is a wreath. It's basically that. I have like so many, my drag family is not just one family because there's so many people who have been instrumental in my drag. And there's so many people who I consider family who also consider me family. So like I've got a dad, two moms, a bunch of sisters and several houses at this point. Right. Well, don't they say um, the first person to put you in drag is your drag mother, technically? They used to say that, but they can't really say that anymore because most people put themselves in drag the first time they're even old enough to go out. Right. It's like, I'm my own drag mom. It was me all along. All right. So I've got these guys written down because I want to check them out. Get out to the Orlando clubs. Check out Venus Envy. I saw that you like to, well, you love Lady Gaga. I heard that. Not Lady Maga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Do you perform mostly her music or are you just kind of like whichever? Um, if I looked at my roster of songs I've performed, definitely Lady Gaga would be like the most frequent artist. I just, I love her music. I love the energy of it. And a lot of her music just like lends itself to drag. Oh yeah. It's really good. Like, you know, three and a half to four and a half minute number with a bridge, a catchy chorus and some choreography. And when I started performing before I did drag, I actually was a Lady Gaga impersonator because when I'm not in drag, I happen to look very much like her. So I was able to carry over a lot of what I learned as a Lady Gaga impersonator into my drag. So I like to pay homage to her as often as I can. Not to make comparisons, but Derek Barry, how how they had to grow out of their It's Britney Bitch phase. Yeah. Love it for them. Well, thank you so much for making time for me today. And I really hope that we can talk again. I would love to learn how to do my eyes. I am not even joking. I have a glue stick. If I have to glue them down, I will. We'll take it easy and please stay in touch. Will do. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. I have wanted to talk to you forever. That's an exaggeration because I've only been doing this for a year, but it's been a long time. Been a long time coming. And I love that you're a central Florida human. I love that you're all about this area and the, and the nightlife and the performance and the art form that is drag. I love it. If there's one thing that is like underrated about Orlando, because everyone knows about the theme parks, everyone knows about the rides, everyone knows about the tourist attractions. Nobody ever talks about the drag and the drag here is like top tier. It's like amazing. So I would highly recommend that anyone in the Central Florida area come check out Orlando's drag scene. Absolutely. And I think people that only know drag from Drag Race would think of like Ginger Minj, who I love, but they would think because she would talk about, you know, Orlando, Central Florida, Gatorland, Gatorland, Gatorland. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different, that's a different theme park. I'm for it. But that's a different theme park. You know, so a lot of people outside of just television watching wouldn't know, but you're right. There's so many clubs that you're present. Fun fact, anytime an Orlando queen has been on Drag Race, they've always made top three because we've got Ginger, Roxy, and Trinity. We've we've got good queens. (laughs) Yes. So everybody get out to Central Florida, get to Orlando, get to the clubs. Sounds like basically any night of the week, something's going on. Yeah, any night of the week, something's going on. I think Southern's open every night except for Sundays and only some Wednesdays. But, you know, Wednesday, you can go to Off the Record. Sundays, you can go to any of our amazing drag brunches, followed by Sunday Fun Day and Cocktails and Screams. So you've always got an option. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to make plans to spend the weekend in Orlando here very soon. <laughs> awesome. 
hit all the places you just said. This has been amazing and you have been lovely and I thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was fun chatting. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to come and spend it with us. Here at Automagination Media, we truly appreciate you guys sharing this experience with us. For more information about us, you can go to automagination.org. In retrospect, I realize it's a really long website domain name. A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org. It's a combination of autism and imagination, something that's close to all of our hearts here. Thank you again to Newsly for sponsoring this show. Head over to www.newsly.me. Pick up that one-month free premium subscription using our code PUP2022. Until next time, take care of your fellow humans. We're really all we have. Be nice to Mother Earth. And if you're ever in a spot where you need help, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for it.